0: It is Tuesday, August 29th, 2023. This is another edition of Baseball Today. That is my man, Trevor Ploof. I am Chris Rose. Producer Dan is along for the ride as well. We start with a tip of the cap to Ronald Acuna Jr. 60 stolen bases in a season. He had a couple last night to go along with a four-hit performance, a home run. He's one homer shy of the first 30-60 season. Only the ninth to ever make a 20-60. And the first one since Ricky Henderson in 1990. Awesome.
1: It's incredible, dude. If you really sit back and think about those two numbers together, yeah. 30-30 is the mark. Yeah. That's the mark. That's you get there, you're you're kind of a legend. 30-30 guys are legends in the baseball world. So 30-60 is a different world.
0: Yep. So one more way from getting to that achievement. But I'm fired up, bro. Yeah. Late in the game, Acuña goes out to right field and two morons run onto the field. What the fuck was going on with the security? Seriously, I'm like, I'm pissed off. This is I'm not this isn't giggle fest 2023. I'm mad about what happened last night.
1: Yeah, typically you're almost like, geez, security, like calm down a little bit. It's like usually it's these guys like they can't wait to rip a head off. This was like patty cake. I don't I don't know what the security protocols are there. Maybe there's something we don't know about. But dang, man.
0: Well, if the security protocols are two hand touch and he's down, then let's revamp those things. The Rockies should come out with a statement. They actually should hold a press conference today and apologize to Ronald Acuna and the Braves. Acuna fell. Now, I know guys fall all the time. God forbid, let's say he got caught under somebody and he hurt himself. Like, we, people are like, well, Chris, it didn't happen. Why are you so crazy? Hey, I lived through Tom Gamboa, who was the Royals' first base coach when that fucking bullshit father-son combination came out and kicked his ass. Guy lost his hearing in his ear. You know, I was around when Monica Celis got stabbed by a deranged fan. Like, let's not wait for that shit to happen. Those motherfuckers should have decked those guys. They should have beat the shit out of them. And they should have put their serious. I'm serious here. They should have. We've seen it happen in L.A. earlier this year. We've seen it happen in Philly. I have no problem. You take your life in your own hands when you go onto that field. Athletes need to feel protected. And I am pissed as can be about this today. I really am.
1: No, I I mean I don't like it either. Uh, especially if you're going and you're making contact or getting close to a player, because you're right, because you don't know what people's intentions are when they come on the field. Most of the time, it's just drunk stupidity, but you never know. You, there, you mentioned some scenarios there where things have gotten crazy. So yeah, I mean, this was not exactly the best example of what no. you need to do as a security team. Sorry. What would you Why? What would you have done? You would.
0: Yeah, I I. I pretty calm and i'm not a good fighter we've already clarified that and i yeah. understand it those guys probably get paid 20 bucks an hour I, but you know what if you're going to take the job do your job if you're going to take the job do it do, these aren't drunk fans in the in section 117 fighting one another let those idiots take care of themselves this is a ball player whose job it is to play baseball and entertain us
1: he has got his back you like tasers or something yeah no shit That'd i've seen sick, that before dude. i would love to just tase somebody like that bam I'm going to tase you one day.
0: No, you're not. I would give you no reason to tase me. Now, if it would fix my back, I might be willing to do it. All right, um, let's start the real show in Philadelphia, where Trey Turner just continues to mash.
1: He has six home runs the month of August.
0: Well, he might have one more. That one's deep to left field. It is gone! Second home run of the night. The Phillies take the lead. It's a 5-3 game. Well, Trey Turner's been crushing it since August 4th. That's the uh, date on the calendar when he received a standing ovation when his OPS was barely 650. Do you think the turnaround is coincidental or that, yeah, it happened because the Philly faithful got up and cheered a guy when he was down on his luck?
1: I think there's more towards the latter than people will give credit to you know, obviously Trey's continued to work as, you know, he had a, a, a difficult start to the year, you know, not up to his standards. He was continuing to work there. So you have to give credit to Trey and to the hitting coaches and shoot the analytical department, all that stuff. Everyone's working to get Trey back. But I, I will say this, Chris, man, when you, when you're struggling like that, it, it is a, a mental thing. And, you know, your, your body language always isn't there and you, you're, it's just it, it starts to eat at you you're not your yourself and and to get an ovation like that that that'll wipe it clean right there for that at bat or that game you get that ovation you're you start to be confident again like dang okay like the fans want to see me play like you know like you, you sometimes you forget that so I, I really do believe like that kind of gave him the extra confidence there then you get a knock you get a you hit a homer like Things start to snowball. Then you remember the type of player because people don't forget this is Trey freaking Turner here. Like he, it was going to turn around eventually, but that little push right there 100% aided him into him doing what he's doing now. I mean, he looks like himself again. Like that swing that we just saw right there. See, Rosie, that was what we saw at the WBC, man. Mm-hmm. Confident, beautiful stroke. Dude, I, when Trey Turner's good, I don't know if there's anybody else in the big leagues I want to watch.
0: Yeah, well, that was kind of a tough go Um, split hard on that one. Trey Turner, whom we like an awful lot and is an investor here against Lucas Giolito, of course, from the Rose rotation and is an investor. So kind of painful. Um, You know, Nick Castellanos came out and said as much. He was like, do I think that it coincided with it? Like, that's not a coincidence. That's real. He goes, absolutely. It had an effect. And that is a guy who lived it. Right. He had a rough first year last season and then solid playoffs. And now he has continued it into a nice second season in Philly. So that's a guy that has experienced it. I'm curious for two things. One, somebody in the comments section last night, I was on social media, said. People better remember this as much as Philly fan booing Santa Claus. And I thought it was kind of a fair statement. Not every city does this when guys are struggling Oh an unprecedented standing ovation kind of out of nowhere. Um, So I think that person was right. Let's give Philly fan a lot of credit there because there are times we dump on them when they're not so great. Um, The other part is, do you think that this changes the mindset of some fan bases they they could say, holy shit, this worked in Philadelphia. Maybe we should do this too.
1: It should. I mean, I've been I've been trying to tell people that all along, even when I dissed Philly back in the day, I, I mentioned like how fans can impact your play. I mean, it's a long season. There are times that you're down. There are times that you don't have the energy that you should have that people think that you show up to a big league game. And every day it's like, oh, I feel great. I can do it. It's like it's just not the case. Like some days you feel like crap. Some days you you don't even want to be there, believe it or not. Like there are times where you don't want to be at the field. Whether that's like you've just been struggling or it's just it's getting monotonous, whatever it is, like the fans can take you out of that in an instance, man, like that. You have that type of impact. So. Yeah, I mean, it works.
0: Yeah. OK. Um, Some great individual performances last night. Which of these three was most eye popping for you? Jose Altuve, Astros first cycle in a decade. Happened in Boston, finished it up with a home run. Kyle Harrison, second big league start, 11 Ks, his first one in front of his hometown team, essentially. And then Julio Rodriguez, yet another four-hit performance and third straight game with a home run as well. He is doing it. Which of those three made Plouffe go, damn,
1: you good? All of them. No, I'm just kidding, Chris. Uh, I do love me some Altuve, man. And finishing a, a, a cycle off with a homer is a beautiful thing. I'm going with Kyle Harrison. Mm. I'm going with what I think is exactly what the Giants need at this point in the season, which is another starter and a guy that looks like this. Blowing dudes away, like great low arm slot. Like he's he's got the timing thing with the leg lift going on. Uh, striking out the first five batters of the game. Like he looks like he's got that fire in him. This is awesome. And again, I'll mention for a Giants team that needs starters, mm-hmm. it's been piecing together their pitching pretty much all season long. Uh it, it's been incredible for them to stay where they're at while having to do that. But this was, was so cool. And and Gabe kind of like milked it a little bit when he went out there to make sure this guy, like. Took, you know, took uh in his surroundings and got the ovation. Every, everything about it was cool. So I'm, I'm going with Harrison.
0: The reason I'm wearing the San Francisco Giants lid today, he was, I love watching guys in, in their first or second start. Just want to throw a few numbers by you. He is the first, or he's the youngest Giants pitcher with 11 strikeouts in a game since Mad Bum a dozen years ago. He's the first Giants pitcher to strike out the first five batters of a game since Hall of Famer Randy Johnson did it in 2009. Yes, remember, he also won his 300 game as a San Francisco Giant. He is the fourth Giant since 1901 to get double-digit strikeouts in one of his two first starts. The last guy to do it, Juan Marichal. Pretty good. Pretty good.
1: Good company. Good company.
0: He's also the first big leaguer to get double-digit strikeouts in one of his first two starts. Since Shohei in 2018. Hmm. So very good company. I also love the story. Like, I love watching the family when they're there. Um, He actually went to school at De La Salle, which is a sports powerhouse up there in the Bay Area. The last time his mom was in that stadium, she was pregnant with Kyle. Kind of cool. That is I don't know why it took him, you know, 20 some years to get back. And get him some seats or something somewhere along the line, especially after he gets drafted. But, um, his skipper said that he reminded him of Carlos Rodon the last few years out there throwing it a little bit. Well, at least last year I think he was only there one year. But yeah, he looked a little Rodon esque with the finish,
1: like max effort. Yeah. I'm gonna throw the shit out of this ball. Yes, yeah, I, I like
0: that. that. Yeah. Amazing that we're not saying much about a cycle, which is cool. Altuve's first in his awesome career. I think it's no,
1: it's amazing. And again, to hit the homer to finish it off. And then I saw, I don't know if where I saw this, if it was on X or something. Altuve had a chance to earlier in his career for a cycle. He needed the triple, hits one in the gap, is going to make it. And he trips trips. over the base. I remember that. He had to go back. So, like, hey, man, like, good for you. You got it.
0: He was, uh, he was actually hitting second the last time an Astro hit a cycle. Did you see who it was that did it?
1: Ooh, that's a good question. He was hitting second. Uh, Springer? No, Springer hit lead off.
0: Brandon Barnes was the last Astro to hit for a cycle. And by the way, Julio, keep doing your thing. Just another four hit game. He's done it three times the last ten games.
1: I love it, man. I love that like he's erased anybody's doubt. You know, starting up the year kind of slow, and everyone's like, what's well, Julio going to be back? The Mariners yeah. need him. He's like, I'm back. Never left.
0: Hey, during this show, I could hear how happy my daughter was, my little fur baby, Sydney. You know, we rescued her a dozen, uh, about a decade ago or so. You know why she was so happy? She got to chow down on her farmer's dog mm-hmm. recipe. It is the secret sauce to making your dog of any age happy as it can be. Why? Because the farmer's dog makes and delivers fresh, healthy dog food. It's developed by vets. It's nutritionally balanced. It's made from real healthy ingredients to human food safety standards. That's a big deal. Some of this other dog food is dog shit. And the way they create it is no good for your pooch. The farmer's dog also sends the food pre-portioned, specifically for your dog, based on their unique nutritional needs. What does that mean? You fill out a five-minute questionnaire talking about your dog, its history, its size how much exercise it gets, what it eats, all that sort of stuff. Voila. Here comes the packages. You pop them right in your freezer. They're properly portioned. It actually says her name. Sydney, here's your beef recipe. Sydney, here's your pork. Here's your chicken. And she loves them all. That is unbelievable. Once again, it doesn't matter if your dog is young or old. It's always the right time to begin investing in their health. So go do this. In fact, go get 50% off your first box of the fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com slash Johnboy Plus, free shipping. It's a big deal because it's a big box. That's thefarmersdog.com slash Johnboy for half off. Enjoy. Your pup will say, woo, woo, woo. I don't love this. Plus, Minnesota Twins have their largest division lead of the season. It's at seven after taking care of Cleveland in the first of a three-game set. Minnesota erased yet another early deficit. Thanks to Royce Lewis back-to-back days with a grand slam. First time that's ever been done in twins history. Now Lewis has fewer than 200 major league at bats because of injuries, but is he the dangerous, most dangerous stick in the
1: lineup? Wow. Um, they got to be honest with you. They got a lot of dangerous sticks in the lineup right now. Most of them are little babies like Royce, uh, I will say that, in terms of like, uh, dramatics on the field, clutch situations, yes, yes. But I, I don't, I don't think he's. I want to give praise to Royce because he, what he's doing is is very incredible, and he does have that, that it factor. And when he's been on the field, it's been awesome. He was off for a year, comes back his first game this year against Houston hits a two run homer to like yep. t- to tie the game up. Like th- he, he has a flair for the dramatic. And if you want, if you're watching this clip right here, I mean, he's, he's got all the energy you need and you he's one of the guys that you don't know if he's doing poorly or he's doing well. Cause he's always just happy and has that energy. That's that means something. Uh, so I think it's him. One, a Eddie Julian to me on that team is, is if you have one at bat runner on second base, and you need a knock. I think Julian's the guy because his bat to ball skills and his his pitch recognition is off the charts. Wallner's probably the biggest power threat. Matt Wallner, who's oh. another rookie. Um it's they have a lot of young guys there, man. And, and they've really energized this team. It's funny because all throughout the year, I've heard other fan bases say, Man, these young guys have come up. Patrick Bailey's energized our team, Matt McClain, you know, Spencer Steer, these guys have energized our team. I'm seeing it now with the twins. And what these young guys are doing, it's, it is is the sheer energy that they're bringing. Now, you have to back that up. You have to perform, which all these guys are doing, too. Um, but if the Minnesota, if Minnesota goes deep into the playoffs or ha- has any success whatsoever, it's going to be because of those guys. Royce Lewis, Eddie Julian, Matt Wallner.
0: I, I understand that it's hard to differentiate between the three of them because they all have been very, very good. I do think Royce Lewis, Lewis is a different breed. I really do. And not just because he was the first pick of the 2017 draft. I saw it last year when he only had 40 at-bats before shredding his knee. You Sometimes you watch guys, and there's just a different presence about them. And yeah. it even comes through whatever your streaming device or your TV or wherever you're watching and consuming the game. You don't have to be there in person. I could really feel it. And Terry Francona, who's been around the game forever, when he says that guy has a chance to be a star, and he's only seen him a handful of times, he's not watching every Twins game. He's played against him what a couple of series, maybe, and he says he has a chance to be a superstar in this league. That's all you need to hear, right there. Um, yes,
1: I forgot to add Alex Kirillov when talking about these young guys. Now he's has a little bit more interrupting time. Interrupting
0: me to go put Alex. But Kirilov no, I. In this?
1: Oh, I thought you were done. Once you're done, I have. I want to tell people a story oh, about man, we're here. these guys. No, we're you. are here.
0: Go. I'm no, sorry. All I was going to say is I was going to give credit uh, to Sarah Langs, who always brings out amazing statistical points. There was a great one last night. She said that Royce Lewis is just the 10th player to have three grand slams among his first 10 big league homers. Three grand slams. There's people that don't hit three. There's some guys. I don't think Jeff Bagwell hit a grand slam in his Hall of Fame career.
1: It's difficult. I have two. That's it.
0: Oh, well, But two and 106 is pretty good, man. I want two, to see one, off,
1: one off Sunny Gray, one of John Danks. All right, so I I don't know if I should be sharing this, but I'm going to. And we're here. Why not? We're here. It's it's a good story. It's like mm-hmm. I'm lighting anybody up or anything like that. Uh, you know, I visited Minnesota. Joe Mowers... Um, what was it? Hall of Fame induction yeah. for the twins. And I was talking to him about these young guys. And I, I'm just asking, them, hey, what, what like what are you gonna do, man? Like, what do you want to do? Like, uh, have the has the have the twins talked to you about doing some consulting, stuff like that. So we started getting into this conversation and he goes, you know what's really cool? He said, Alex Kirillov reached out and he wanted to talk about hidden and he wanted to take me out to lunch. He goes, him and Royce Lewis are gonna take they were gonna take Joe Maurer out to lunch. And they're going to pick his brain. How often do you hear young guys doing stuff like that? Not very often. And then when you do hear it, you know something's going on up here that's right. So be happy with that, Minnesota. You got some good ones, man. Those young guys are they are good. And they're that's, smart.
0: By the way, why would you not be okay to share that? I think that's great. I think that shows know, a lot about are, those. Yeah. What? I mean, who's that putting at risk? No one. I think it's pretty special.
1: Well, no, no, I think it is special. That's why I mentioned it, Chris. Okay. All right. See Rosie. <laughs> uh, okay. So Bagwell,
0: let's see. He did get one Grand Slam. There's one. Sorry. There's another. Oh man, oh, he didn't get it to late in his career. Oh my God, he had three, four. So two- all right, it took him forever, but then yeah, he geez. started cranking them out. I was way wrong on that. So don't write in the comments, Rose, he got a bunch. He did. My bad. There's somebody famous who didn't, like some Hall of Famer who didn't hit a Grand Slam. Or maybe I'm just making that up. Um, Rangers with a big ninth inning rally last night. Huge to take the opener of a set at City Field. This comes just hours after Max Scherzer met the media to talk about the end of his era in New York and what he thinks is next
1: for the New York Mets. What they're doing with this organization, they have the right uh, thought process behind it and Steve's a great owner uh, about, you know, trying to make this uh, a winner here in New York. Um, So I definitely uh, happy to join it, happy to have, uh, you know, contribute to it. You know, unfortunately, I wasn't able to be here when, you know, the you know for the the great moments of it uh but they're, they're doing the right things uh to be able to build you know a championship ball club uh in the future uh those decisions had to be made and when I had the conversations with them they were honest and allowed me to make an honest decision as well you should Mets
0: fans feel better or worse after hearing Max Scherzer
1: why would they feel worse I mean that was a a glowing review of the organization that should make them very happy I mean he, uh, he's talking about they're doing stuff to, to be winners to have a future there. And really the Mets have what you need to have to build up your organization. And it's money Like you have to invest in the minor leagues. Like you have to put money into the minor leagues. Some organizations are slow to get there. I think the Mets are going to be able to do it much quicker. That means feeding the guys better. That means making sure the housing is better. That means getting better coaches down there. It, that means getting more coaches down there. That means getting the facilities updated and making sure everyone has the stuff that they need to progress on their on their career. Mets can do that quickly because they have an owner with a ton of cash that's willing to spend it. Now, if he's talking about doing that, that's great. I like that he said they're honest. They, the communication was good. I think everything that he said was what you'd want to hear as a Mets fan. Is it going to make you feel better about this season? No, but going forward, I think they, I think Mets fans know that Going forward, they're going to be given like, like they're going to get chances to win. Like, they're going to put together good rosters. They're going to do the things necessary to, you know, have a chance to win. Now, if they win, that's a different story, but they're going to be there. They're not going to be down on the bottom every single year, year in and year out. I think they have a plan and they're going to, like I said, like at least spend enough and try to do the right things where they're, where they should feel like they're going to be in contention for a playoff spot every year.
0: Mm -hmm. I wonder if this is the year where um, we're going to look back several years down the road and say, this is the year that they put together their championship really because they were willing to rip off the bandaid. There's a few teams out there that haven't been, and it might end up costing them somewhere down the line, but the Mets, and we've talked about this, Steve Cohen, Has done a remarkable job as an owner. Yeah. A remarkable job, right? He spent, spent, spent. And some people will sit here and laugh at him, which is whatever. That's up to you. But when he saw it wasn't working, he decided to actually throw money at the problem to improve it. He got Mm -hmm. better prospects by paying down salaries. Not every team was willing to do that. Other teams would have said, hey, we'll take our chances on a, 18-year-old that's in high A that might not have as high a ceiling. Instead, he was willing to pay for this. He's willing to pay to rebuild the farm system as quickly as possible. And Max Scherzer reiterated that. I thought every one of Scherzer's answers were on the mark. And if I were a Mets fan, as you said, I'd be disappointed with the way. This record's going to suck and it's going to hurt. But I do feel good about where the organization is heading. I don't think that that's a clusterfuck at all.
1: No, no. And I don't think there's going to be a, a year in the next five years where a, the, the Mets fan base will sit back and say, we're not in contention. Mm-hmm. You're now, you're not, you you might say, dang, the Braves are better than us and we've got mm-hmm. to catch them. But I think that every year they should at least go into the year saying, we got a chance to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And not every team can say that. No, I mean
0: the Braves have a full lap on this team, at least. A full lap. Yeah. And we'll um, see what
1: they do in free agency. You know, you yes. know there's going to be some aggressiveness.
0: I know. I'm just saying right now is where it stands. Uh today's episode of Baseball Today is sponsored by these guys over at Shady Rays. I want you to take on the sun with gear that is built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered with premium polarized shades at a very affordable price. Plus, there's this brand new offer. Now you can get 30% off the custom Jimmy and Jake collab shades. Just use the code JM30. I saw them recently at Floorball. I tried them both on. I felt as Ooh, cool which as ones do you like better? In. I'm not going to say which ones I like better. They both have their little, right? One says John Boy. Think... One says Jake Sucks. What?
1: I'm trying to think which ones I like you in more. I think, I think you're more of a, a Jimmy guy.
0: I think it, you're probably right. You're mm. probably right. You know, got a little of that caustic side, you know. That's that's more Jimmy. Uh, yeah. Shady Rays offers a world-class product just as good as any expensive pair ever wore. They've got durable frames, extremely clear optics. And that's not all. You've heard me talk about it. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in the history of eyewear. Every pair of the bad boys is backed by lost and broken replacements, which means day one, if you lose them, if you sit on them, if you break them any other way, you just call up and you say, I broke my damn glass. They don't care. They don't care how you did it or that you did it. They just know that they have your address on file and they're going to send you a brand new pair. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. So simple. Head, head on over to shadyrays.com. Use the code TODAY 50% off. Two plus pair polarized sunglasses. And while you're there, get 30% off the limited edition Jimmy and Jake collab shades. With the code JM30. You won't be as cool as Jimmy and Jake, but you can look as cool. Before we get out of here on the uh, podcast and the YouTube side of things, Tanner Hough, remember he took that line drive to the head back in June? We all went, oh, God, that looks horrible. Well, he wants to relive it over and over. He had a 3D mold of his skull put on a necklace. Thumbs up or thumbs
1: down? I was going to give it a thumbs up, and then I I got into this Our Shrunken Heads real Google search, and now I think I'm going to give it a thumbs down because I just came across something from the Smithsonian Magazine website. First of all, they are real, and do you want to hear how they're made? I don't know. Do I? Uh, Maybe. Uh, The skin and hair have to be separated from the skull to allow them to shrink at different rates, so they want to shrink those in a a different zone. So you have the skull... Uh, they show they. So the eyelids shut and the mouth was stuck with a peg, and then they boil the head for a very specific amount of time. I'm good now. I'm oh. good. I'm good. I used to I... want a shrunken head, didn't you?
0: This just doesn't interest me. I'm not so sure. I go, could... hey, you want to see my skull? It was fractured. Here, I mean. <laughs>
1: Oh boy! Oh my gosh! Hey, dude, I'll shrink my head and give it to you if Thanks. I go before you.
0: Okay. Well, I don't think the odds. P.O. I don't know if you've checked the Vegas lines on that. I don't think it's really good.
1: Can I have your head?
0: I think I'm minus, you know, eighteen hundred on that.
1: You got go a big head. I don't know if they. Can shrink I don't have energy. a big head.
0: I actually don't. I do not have a big head for um guy who's been on television. For three decades, usually you had an enormous head. A lot of them, are were walking bobbleheads, these people in the newsrooms. (laughs) They are. Little bodies and huge heads. I'm like big body, not huge head. Okay. Seven and a quarter hat size. What's yours? Oh, me too. Yeah. It's not a big head. Okay. No, not at all. Not at all. Quick reminder, you can join us live on the show, and you can give us your thoughts once we're done with the show. We wrap for a half hour every Monday through Friday. Just check our social media because the start times vary, but please join us soon for our one of a kind producer, Dan and the uber talented skull fitting Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose. We will see you Wednesday on baseball today.